We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friend and you sacred sweet soul. I'm so happy to be connecting with you for a little while today here on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. So how is your relationship with your body and your health? You know, often we don't think much about this relationship until we're in pain, struggling, sick, or suffering. And when this happens, most of us go to a doctor or an authority who can fix us, make us feel better, or heal us. And quite often in this scenario, if we're not doing what I call our inner work, we're actually giving our power away. Certainly doctors can be helpful in certain situations, but what if this isn't the big picture or the whole picture? So then the question becomes, are there things we can do to heal ourselves and claim vibrant health? Is there a way we can be more proactive, responsible, and empowered in the area of our bodies? health, and lives? And are, thing, are there things we can do to live up to our greatest purpose and deepest potential? My guest today says yes to all of these questions, and he addresses these questions and many others in a brand new book or something I would refer to as an incredibly wise and empowering guide called The Grand Purpose, a radical scientific approach to healing. Forbes recommended the grand purpose on their list of five summer reads that heal the soul. Dr. Cola Franceschi is in great company on this list, along with Eckhart Tolle with his book, The Power of Now, and Paulo Coelho with his book, The Alchemist. We are very blessed to be here today with someone who I know personally, enjoy immensely, and respect deeply. Dr. Mark Colafranceschi is a speaker, teacher, author, doctor, and a guiding light for those sincerely seeking true healing, optimal health, and lasting change. Dr. Colafranceschi is a graduate of the National College of Health Sciences and holds a degree in human biology and a doctorate of chiropractic. His extensive study and use of functional food, along with clinical nutrition, minerals, and enzymes has provided countless patients with the transformation they seek when other treatments have failed. He's developed and utilizes a 21 course education series for patient education and recovery, and asserts that the emotion link is the basis of true patient recovery and healing. Dr. Cola Franceschi supports, informs, and educates his readers and clients about the importance of food choices, lifestyle, rest, relaxation, breathing, proper movement, supportive care, the mental, emotional aspect of health, and the body-mind connection. His intention is to assist those he counsels with lasting results as they manifest their true potential in healing and wellness. So Dr. Mark Colafranceschi, thank you for saying yes to this conscious conversation here today on Empower Radio. And thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am so excited. As I mentioned, I know you, you've helped me in some of my situations and struggles, and I just think you're so wise and have so much to offer. And I'm so excited about delving into this very important material. So Dr. Colafranceschi, let's just start right out of the gate with the title of your book, which I think is wonderful, The Grand Purpose, The Functional, a Functional 
workbook, a radical scientific approach to healing. Tell me about the title of this book and how this book came into being. Well, I'll, I'll start with the, the second part, the, the work, workbook part. And that has to do with um, empowering patients to or clients to, um, to actually do the work. And uh, there's a section in the book called, like, learning to play the piano. And whenever you go to learn how to do something, whether it's riding a horse, learning to play the piano, or understanding how your body works and how healing works, you need work. You need to actually do the work. And um, many people don't offer their patients or clients actual exercises. And it becomes kind of a, a silly perspective to, to try to learn to play the piano without actually practicing. And so we apply that same principle to learning about your body, learning about your thoughts, your beliefs, the words that you choose, your breathing, your food selection, and applying that into a workbook. And, um, and that's probably one of the most important aspects of endeavoring in, in, this, in this process is actually doing the work. Whenever somebody does the work, I can pretty much guarantee results. Um, the, the grand purpose part of it has been 21 years of practice where I've, um, I've looked at what the root cause is, not the proximate cause, just taking 50 steps back and looking at what's, what's going on with people's health. And what it has come down to is whether that person has purpose and that purpose is driven by virtues, um, will always lead to health and healing. And so I, I feel like the, the, the uh, title is, um, is it's grand and uh, it's, um, it pretty much summarizes the, um, the process and the outcome of, of the book. Mm. Yeah, I, I just absolutely loved it. And you say some things that I think, I believe this easily because I've gone through my own mm, challenges, we can say, and have dug into my own um, healing process and participated in this. Um, you say that there is a really important purpose to pain. It's goal-oriented and it's a biological process, illness and pain. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, well said. It was, it, it, it's a, it's a goal-oriented biological process, and what's taken for granted is that that process is intended to restore us back to whole health. Mm-hmm. And most times we, we look at this biological process as a mistake or as something bad. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we confront it as a mistake of nature, we tend to fight it. We, yes. tend, to, we tend to blame or be the victim. And invariably, this leads to more and more disease. It, it doesn't look for sometimes what we call the goals in the wound. What's the purpose of this? And if, if the purpose and how our body is created and how our body is intended to heal is respected, then we find and take those steps back and look at what, what is contributing to this pain and what can I do to change that? And, um, you know, the, the, the best example is a simple example that everybody's experienced, which is a cold. And I ask people, almost every patient, what's the purpose of a cold? And they look at me most of the times confused. And uh, most people think of a cold as bad luck or chance or, you know, just happens once a year. And 
when you when you understand the physiology of why a cold happens and the purpose of it, it's it's pretty profound. What happens is our body chemistry shifts, which makes a suitable habitat for a virus to take hold. And the beautiful part of it is is that virus will actually give us a higher temperature, and that process actually slows down brain function and makes you tired. It makes you want to fast. It makes you want to drink liquids. It makes you want to retreat. And if that's respected, then we look at that virus, that cold, as being purposeful in making us take those steps back to to retreat, to slow our thinking down, to maybe look at our job satisfaction, our relationships, our our consumption, whether it's alcohol or caffeine or food. And if if we appreciate that, then we can say, huh, you know, I I've, I've, I haven't been sleeping well. I'm I'm you know not happy in my job, or I'm not eating well. And if we take that opportunity to address those things, then the virus tends to give us a fever. That fever will create um, a killing off of that virus, which um, allows body chemistry to store back to normal and we become healthy. If we ignore that and we don't rest, we don't internalize, then things progress. And that's... um, yeah, you know, it's so funny because years ago, I got colds constantly. It seems I could recover from one and get another. So I finally had that inner conversation with the cold, and I asked it, what is your intention? What is your purpose? And it says, I'm giving you permission to rest. And I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. What if I gave myself permission to rest before getting sick? Would I still have to get sick? And it simply said no. And you know what? I've given myself permission to rest and I have not had a cold in maybe four or five years. Yeah, it's, it's taking a different perspective and and what you, what you essentially did is internalized it and, Mm -hmm. and empowered yourself with that being a biological purposeful event. Absolutely. And I really do think so many people think of illness as the enemy. And I've gotten to the place um, by virtue of my own process and just, you know, become becoming a therapist and hypnotherapist and counselor. It's like, what is the message? If this illness could speak English, what is it trying to convey? What is its intention? And don't treat it as the enemy. Listen to it. And then quite often that it can be lifted with a lot of grace and a lot of ease. But so often I think in our allopathic Western um, way of being, our disease and illness becomes the enemy. It's like cut out the cancer. Let's you know kill it. Let's fight it. Let's destroy it. And that, you're saying that doesn't work. Correct. Well, and what I what I tend to do is is help people connect that with areas in their life where they're excelling and they're resilient, whether it's relationships or finances. We when we apply the same principles to health and finances as we do health we tend to reassess because if we're in pain financially and we're bouncing checks or we can't pay our credit card, then we can do one or two things. We can, we can address it internally or externally. We can blame the economy, the government, our parents, our spouse, you know, our, our exes, whatever, or we can say, what am I doing? You know, am I, am I being lazy? Am I being greedy? Am I being impulsive? And when we gently approach the internal aspect, we take positive steps 
We tend to look at our finances and possibly budget or look at impulsive spending. And then the approach becomes a biological, purposeful meaning of why it is that your money issue is, is, is coming up. And mm-hmm. when we take that and we connect that to our health, it's pretty profound. And I, I, I get really amazing results when we allow people to look at other areas of their life where they're looking at potential problems or stresses and then how they approach them from an internal framework and then switch that back to health. Yes. Because often there's there's a disconnect. I just absolutely love what you're saying. You know, I've always felt that there are three areas in our lives that are um, prime opportunities for soul level healing and it's um, love and relationships, money, career, prosperity and health and body. And I wrote two books about prosperity and love and I'm glad you wrote the one about the body because I'm not an expert <laughs> and you clearly are. So well, I, 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 I love I love your books because the, the, the <laughs> thing that, that jumped up at me the very first time I looked at your book is the exercises. And again, doing those exercises and encourage people to, to take ownership is, is again the difference maker. Yeah, because we can read and we can skate across this stuff, but if we really personally want lasting change, we have to do our own work. And that's what the exercises are. And you have that in yours, the back of your book, um, your exercises where people can participate in the functional workbook aspect of the grand purpose, which that is where real transformation can start to occur. Correct. It's, so, uh, it's, it, it, I, I call it a, a messy process sometimes. It is. Sometimes we have to look at those things that maybe aren't beautiful or pretty or something we're proud of, but not in a way, and you say this right out of the gate, and I really appreciate it. Don't do this from that victim posture. Don't get down on yourself in that way. Be gentle with yourself. Have compassion with yourself. I think that's very, very important. Correct. And, and so much of our society is built on that victim and blame model, our medical model is built on on that model our legal system is built on uh, on that same model and it's a combative model that uh, that we tend to incorporate with ourselves in our health and it just doesn't work and what I've found is a lot of holistic docs naturopaths chiropractors they they they're speaking and acting like they're not combative. And then when you get down to their practice and the recommendations, they are combative. And so we get a lot of um, conflicting or um, uh, difficult situations with patients. I, you know, one of the, one of the common things that I get with patients is I feel a lot of guilt and shame and failure when I'm dealing with my other natural doctor. And taking the guilt and the shame and the fear out of it and, and the fighting aspect of it makes such a huge difference to allow myself to make those positive changes with ease. Mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is so important, so accurate, and, and so helpful. Again, you know, we can approach our health or any aspect of our life from that victim posture or the empowered posture, from a fear-based perspective or a love-based perspective. And... Um, how you approach it's going to make all the difference in the world. Correct. And, and, and again, what, what, you know, to, to repeat basically what I just said is, is, is so often that well-intentioned doctor, whether it's a medical doctor or a naturopath or a chiropractor, 
wants to help the person to change, and they go about it by trying to fight the condition mm-hmm. and trying to and trying to name the condition, blame the condition, identify a virus or a bacteria or a fungus, and and then give that person specific direction of what not to do. Do this, don't do that. And what I see is is just a pervasive failure with that model. And and what this approach, the grand purpose approach is, is basically turning that inside out and saying, let's 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 go at this from a different approach. Gandhi says the seat of the taste bud is not on the tongue but in the mind. And a lot of people in my 21 years of practice and prior to practice of eating well and doing the things that I, I do, people have asked me, it must be so hard to eat the way you eat. It must be so hard to, you know, to not eat fast food. And, and I say to myself and I say to them, it's actually not hard. It's, it's, and, and what we, what I do is I, I go right into a heroin or meth example and I say to them, if I had meth or heroin, would you want some? And 100% of the time, they say, no, thank you. And the reason is, is that in their mind, they associate pain with that. And the disconnect is, well, it's exactly the same with food or behaviors that people are doing. And they're not seeing that that seed of the taste bud is in their head and not on their tongue. And And what I do is I explain to them, that because there's emotional hooks in that food or the heroin or the meth, that you tend to justify it and you tend to compartmentalize. And what we do is we, we have exercises and a process that shifts that to allow somebody to eat the food or do the meth with the intent of change in a, in a gentle way. And what happens is when we change our dialogue, when we change our focus, and we take out the guilt, shame, and fear, it allows that person to start to associate pain with donuts, chips, or whatever. And it's it's incredibly profound. Mm, it really is. And I, I do think as we love ourselves, it's easy to make choices that are loving. It's not like, it doesn't feel like deprivation if we're avoiding things, it doesn't feel like we're punishing ourselves. We're, we're adoring ourselves. We're respecting ourselves. And it becomes like you had said, it becomes easy. Correct. And, and it sounds simple and almost trite. Somebody who loves themselves brushes and flosses. Somebody who mm-hmm. loves themselves eats whole food, exercises without being told or shamed. And so it's, it's that disconnect that people have with what they're addicted to that gives them great pleasure or secondary gain, and how do they stop that? Well, the problem is is that these holistic docs and medical docs are telling them just don't eat the donuts, don't eat the chips. And they're coming at this from a, a germ theory mentality that it's the bug that's causing the problem or it's the food or it's the alcohol that's causing the problem. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that the alcohol or the food causes the problem. I believe it's the choice to go to those foods. And when we try to correct or shame or guilt or coerce somebody into not drinking alcohol or not eating this food and eating that food, it actually makes it worse. 
And for, for most people hearing this for the first time, this is confusing because the brainwashing on the germ theory and this addiction model has infiltrated everything from media to medicine to Hollywood. And so hearing this for the first time, a lot of people like, you know, there's something about this that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And if there's just a repetition that's needed to undo that idea that it's the bug or the food or the alcohol that's causing the problem. And you say it's really the emotional link that is the basis of true patient healing and recovery. And, and that might be radical, but it's also something that has been embraced and accepted. Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. She's been a big teacher and proponent in this area. And I like how you are as well, and you expand on it and you approach it from z some different directions. And I think it is, it's extremely empowering. Correct. Louise Hay, Carol Truman, these, these, I have their books in my office, and I used to hand them out to patients. And I now, with, with the ease of, of getting books online, I, I just say, you need to get this book. And the, the difference is, is taking that time and energy with patients to see those connections between emotions, which lead people to choices. And again, it's, 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 it's a process of shifting from the germ theory to taking 50 steps back and saying, why is this happening? Why am I choosing meth or donuts? And, 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 I, and I, I use the, the example meth to kind of, to kind of, you know, shake people's thoughts because your audience is obviously on a different level that they're not addicted or they're not processing meth as a choice. And when I say that, they're like, what are you talking about again? And it's like, well, you're saying there's no difference between having an addiction to meth and having an addiction to donuts. And on a, on a physiological chemical level, there's obviously some, some, some differences. On an emotional level, it's doing the same thing. It's covering up pain. And when we identify with that, we get aha moments. We're like, oh my gosh, I am no different than a meth addict. My choice is just legal. My choice is just socially acceptable. My choice is in the supermarket, not on the street corner. Yeah. Those unloving choices. So I love this right. quote that you have. You're truly empowered when you believe that everything happens for a reason versus luck, chance, and genetics. The ability to change and heal lies within you. Your focus must be something grand. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a shift because, again, it's, it's what we get from the media, what we get from our doctors, what we get from Hollywood is the opposite. Is it's, uh, it's luck, chance, and genetics. It's, it's not internal. It's not your choices. It's not purposeful. It's, it's something outside you. And when something's outside of you, we look for something outside of us to, to heal. Which really, from my perspective, has made me feel disempowered and small, like I don't matter that I don't have any power. And I really think it's so important to realize that our vortex of power, the most important thing we can access is really in the very center of ourselves. That's why my radio show is called Journey to Center and the subtitles of my books are from the inside out. Once I really started to open my mind and believe that my life transformed in miraculous ways. And I think your book has the potential to put people on that path for themselves. 
Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I think the, the examples and the real-life clinical experience that I have where I take those experiences of where people really excel on an internal level because they do what they love to do and then the money follows or they exercise because they love to be in nature and then they lose weight. Funny how that works. Yeah. For the love, you go for the purpose. Yes. Exactly. So Dr. Cole Francesca, we just have a couple of minutes left here. Can you please tell people how they can connect with you, get a copy of your book? How can uh, they find you? Well, the the book has been well accepted in small bookstores, and it's um, being carried in chapters bookstores in Canada, and hopefully soon in Barnes and Noble. And it's available online um, on Amazon, as long as uh, my website, uh, thegrandpurpose.com. And um, yeah, it's uh, there's there's some other book books in the in the uh, in the works. Um, and uh, there's a fasting guide, and then a, a kitchen guide that goes along with it as well. I'm super excited that you said yes to another show with me for next week, because I think there's so much more to discuss and to get into. And to my listeners, I'm hoping that you're enjoying this content and then you're feeling some hope and feeling empowered and inspired and uplifted. And if you're struggling with your health in any way, definitely suggest picking up the grand purpose and participating in the workbook aspect of this. Be in touch with Dr. Cola Franceschi. And of course, me, I love relationship. I love being connected with you. I think we heal as we connect and journey together as spiritual rock climbers and hopefully going higher and higher with grace, ease, and joy. So be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com. You can email me, TammyBPhD at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Know that you're in my heart, my prayers, and I'm sending you blessings of great love. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. 